Today we thought we'd try something different and do a bit of a retro movie review inspired by the rewatchables, which I don't know if any of you have listened to. It's a quite entertaining uh, rehash through many of the movies of uh, our youth, revealing somewhat of our age, um, because the uh, host of the show uh, is about about the same age as we are, and so many of the movies are from the from the 80s and 90s, and I remember them fondly. So uh, this one. Uh, which I thought we could talk about today because it relates directly to all of our attempts to disentangle ourselves from the various systems that surveil and track us, is uh, that called Enemy of the State. Starring Gene Hackman and Will Smith. Right, Gene Hackman and Will Smith. I believe it's from about 1998 or 9. Yeah, it's late 90s. It's not late even 90s, 2000 yet. Right? Yeah. It's, um, Maybe in a little bit, a couple of years before then. Uh, but it's quite prescient, obviously um, written and put together by people who are quite well aware of the kinds of uh, uh, ways in which um, surveillance can and will happen underneath sufficient uh, pressure from particularly the state. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that we should watch this. And my first reaction was like, OK, I've never seen it. It should be good. And you were like, I think we've watched it. And I was like, no. And then we started watching it. I was like, I have seen this movie. And by the time it was over, of course, I was completely engrossed. And like you thought, wow, this is a very prescient movie. But what's really interesting to me is how I totally did not get it the first time. Like, clearly, I could see myself watching this the first time in what, probably the early 2000s, and thinking, like, this was a classic techno thriller. It had nothing to do with reality. It was just right. one of those those uh, situations you imagine, like post-apocalyptic zombies. <laughs> Yeah, and that was about the level of so reality. So it just sort of slotted into that genre category and didn't stick out in any particular. And way. I didn't remember anything about it once I started watching. Of course, various scenes came back to me, but um, wow! So why don't you give us a, a quick plot rundown without okay. too many spoilers? Well, spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! I'm going to have to give a fair amount of it away. Okay. But um, so Will Smith is as a lawyer. Um, <clears throat> he's involved in a dispute with uh, uh, that involves uh, the mob. Um, and somehow uh, an old law school friend of his who's involved in uh, who's an environmental researcher comes across um, a recording that he's taken inadvertently of um, uh, the, a deep state um, murder assassination assassination basically right. that uh, that he's totally he's he's picked up totally by accident but now he's got the one piece of a a evidence that in fact um, a an elected official has been assassinated by a high-level um, intelligence um, administrator within the government uh, because he was going to speak out against a new surveillance law. Right. So it, you know, it's, it comes full circle. It comes in full that circle, respect. right? Right. Yeah, and, and so, so Will Smith, because he's friends, friends, friend of the guy who has the tape. He ends up getting. Uh, they just sort of randomly bump. Ran, into ran, each they other, bump right? into each other, and the friend recognizes him, passes off the information. Uh, to Will, unbeknownst to him, and ends up uh, ends up being killed. The or the the environmentalist, the environmental right? activist yeah. sort of guy. Right, right, right. And it takes Will Smith a while to figure out like why are, is everybody out? Well, it's suddenly suddenly like all of his bank accounts are being closed. Like he he tries a credit card and nothing works. Yeah. Uh, like he a he, past scandal is exposed. Right, past scandal is exposed that was had been passed and they'd worked through it. Um, suddenly his wife's getting all of this. Um, uh, all of her bank accounts have been closed, and they can't buy anything. And like their kids are like being p 
potentially tracked at school. I mean, there's all kinds of things right. that just sort of happen as the hammer of the deep state comes down upon Will Smith right. because he's been associated uh, with, uh, now associated with this um, this uh, conspiracy. Right. And what's interesting is like they, it's it's very well well written. So the, his wife, I can't remember what the actress's name is, but she, right from the beginning, she's expressing um, civil rights concerns about privacy invasion. Right. And, you know, so this, you know, he just kind of laughs it off, whatever. But like she she sees that there are problems here. Right. And then, of course, uh, it targets the family. But what's also, I think, really effective about it is that he in no way asked for this. It was purely accidental that he bumped into this guy and had the thing slipped into his pocket and was found out. Right. And um, so it's it's directly addressing the it'll never happen to me because I have nothing to hide. Right. Like something entirely accidental can happen that suddenly puts you in this extremely vulnerable position. And then it turns out, of course, he did have something to hide and um, that is found out and angled against him. Right. And then the Gene Hackman character is basically someone in the background. Yeah, he's been, who, like, he's some, somebody that he's been, this uh, Will Smith character has been using as an informant not through an acquaintance of his and eventually gets in touch with him because um, he's trying to disentangle himself from this uh, conspiracy into which he's been drawn. Yeah, and this, I guess the character is like an ex-deep state person. Yeah, he's basically the, somebody who used to work for the CIA or the NSA or one of these um, three-letter organizations, had very, very um, deep connections, and then just disappeared. He sort of right. went off, went dark. Right, yeah. And, and so they end working... up having to team up to right. extricate Will Smith. Right. And then I would say the, the, the final ending of it is totally wish fulfillment <laughs> totally wish fulfillment right <laughs> and solves the problem right though of course it ends with a little bit of coda of like with like news and footage and yeah chatter. well because in, in the end the uh, in the end the the deep state conspiracy to cover up the murder that they have um, perpetrated or at least one of their uh, ambitious um and, and jealous um officials has perpetrated ends up of course not exposing anything in particular there's a a slight pause in the juggernaut of surveillance that we know is, uh, of course, we know coming now um, 25 years later ha has not ceased to be. Yeah. It's quite interesting, too, that at that time, this had been the late 90s, clearly um, the hawkish, uh, ones who were hawkish about um, um, surveillance were was the, were the Democrats and the traditional supporters of civil liberties right. Right. at the time. Um, and now it's that sort of seems to be have, have reversed, and it's more I don't know I don't even know, but there, there's certainly a, a hawkishly conservative, a hawkishly kind of uh, um, uh, military intelligence uh, aspect that is sort of bipartisan I anymore. Maybe I, since I don't 9 11. Think any of the political stuff maps anymore. No, it doesn't map. You know, it's, it's a Hollywood movie, so they just, you know, it's typical Democrats right. are the good guys. But that is true. After 9, 9 11, everything changed. Everything um, shifts everything a lot. Change. I mean, Biden is the major yeah. architect of yeah. the Patriot Act. Uh, yeah, he is. And um, there were a number of um, laws, I believe, being talked about a National Privacy Act at the time, and at 2000, uh, sometime in the early Bush campaign, they were actually starting to get ready to push something through about privacy legislation 
And that all went on the back burner um, yeah. once um, the towers came down. Yeah. And it's interesting for me, like the, you know, the kind of capstone of the movie is when it's all over and the couple's home again, the wife says there's like something on TV about, you know, like making sure that privacy is protected. And she says, but who 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 watches them? Who are who watching watches our the privacy? Watch, who watches right? the watchers? Who keeps the keepers? Who guards the guards? It's the infinitely regressible problem right, of exactly. of human governance and authority is right. at some point somebody unaccountable has power and it can pass all the way backwards down the chain. Right. And interestingly enough, too, at several points, um, they use the trope of the TV being taken over by mm, uh, right, a, a right. foreign actor. And that's used both for, for good for the, by the good guys and then and by the bad guys and by the by the good guys again. And um, we see now that actually this so many of these things have become become reality. I mean, yeah. like complete reality. We should maybe just go through the various elements that in 1998 were 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 um, seen and have come to pass. Well, one th- thing that struck me is when they realize that Will Smith's character has what they need. Right. They need to dig up dirt on him, so well, they no, start. They, they, okay. They, well, they, well, but what they start triangulating data. Basically, they start assembling points mm-hmm. that will point them to where they find out about the right. scandal in his background. And, you know, in in that setting of the late 90s, it's clumsy and slow. Like, it's instantaneous now. Right. And you don't have to be the deep state to do it. No. Like, it's you know, very You can be a easy. private actor who's who's assembled a lot of uh, breached databases. And um, if you've cleaned them up and know how to search them well, you can get a huge amount of um, data through open source intelligence on people. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be scandalous. It can just You can just find so much information about another person to deeply unnerve them that yeah. you are watching them. Yeah, I remember last year, I was simply trying to look up um, a, an old colleague of mine uh, to just to get uh, a, a phone number because I hadn't been able to get in touch with him, and so I did, um, by email. And so I just I looked up online and and uh, I remember finding this one site that was just basically you pulled up his name and it showed here's where he lives, here's his phone number. He might also have these three phone numbers. Um, here's um, the other places he've li- he's lived. Here are um, uh, here's a name that is associated with him, and here's like ten other names that are probably connected connected to him. This is probably his dad. You know, this is probably his mother, and uh, um, this is where he works. And... Didn't it suggest what his net worth might be? Or uh, like well, not, well, it could easily have done that based upon simply on the address. So anyway, I just okay. Wow. That's that's not, and that's not even a government person. Right. That's just me searching. I didn't yeah. not even using Google, you know, it's yeah. just coming up. With well, and it's search. not like it's some other stalker exposed right. all this information about this guy. This is obviously all just generated. Right. It's generated by us as we move through the and, world. Yeah. And not just by bots, but when we give our when we give our personal information to uh, to a business or to um, the clinic or to um, Target or wherever. Yeah. But I'm saying is like probably no single person or webmaster went and created that page no, on no, that, that person. No, it was an, just automatically, automatically generated, generated by it, right, it, your search for his an, name. It was an aggregate. No, 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 no. That's not true. They're, these are data aggregators, and that is their business. Their business is to suck up any data they can get them get a hold of right. from everybody and to collate yeah. it into profiles on individuals. Right. I'm just saying he wasn't specifically targeted. It's just no, everybody. They have the it, they, they have that there, information right. on every single person. Right. Um. So anyway, that's that's interesting. Anybody can have that. It's not just the state who has access to that yeah. information. And this is why it's something like, like doxing that happens now on, on social media. This is why this, right. this is a real problem, because any any uh, teen with a, a chip on his shoulder and who wants to wreak havoc can easily do it very easily, yeah. uh, because the information is there and public. Right. 
So what else did you see in the movie that was fantastical at the time and now is normal? Uh, well, they were that what they were doing was basically voice recognition, pinpointing. Mm. Um, they uh, there's at one point um, Will Smith's character he's um, uh, he's with the uh, the Gene Hackman guy and they've stopped to just get a snack. Right, right. Right. And so he gets out. He said, "Well, he didn't. Ha- he couldn't use a phone, a cell phone. But he just so he went to the pay phone and he called his wife, I believe, mm. just to tell her to whatever. Not coming home in time not, for dinner or something. <laughs> something, something very banal. But uh. in fact, there's voice recognition that's activated on the whole network and all this, all the um, the uh, bulk data collection, which is talked about and was exposed by Snowden, you know, a decade ago. Um, all that." Uh, um, was working, and so there's a voice recognition um, uh, in place, and they recognized his voice, and suddenly they knew what phone it was, and then they went back through all of the surveillance footage that had been recorded up to that point and were able to pinpoint the guy, uh, the Hackman character, who had so successfully over the years prevented his identity from being um, uh, from being from himself from being marked. Um, but finally, he was marked right because of this one slip up, and he talked into because he talked into the phone. Into a payphone. Into a payphone. Yeah, right. knowing not to use the cell phone, right? Right. Yeah. And so that that's a little bit fantastical. Um, probably that level of voice recognition, at least through like an encrypted connection, is probably not not the case. But but something like that, you know, is, is functional. And with all the surveillance footage that is being gathered all over the place, it certainly is possible if, if anybody can get a hold of that footage to um, to piece together the locations of, of those who are trying to, to hide their uh, location. What I thought was uh, weirdly less plausible now is that there's this one recording of the mm. assassination taking place. Right. And so, you know, they have to preserve that. Right. But my thought was like nowadays, it's so easy to fake audio and video right. that like, how would they know that that wasn't just a character assassination rather than an actual assassination right. and a, a faked up one. Like, I don't know how you would actually prove that anymore. I'm curious. I mean, I, I'm not at the forefront of law enforcement, but I don't know how, like, video and audio evidence, since it's so easy to fake now, like, yeah. what its, well, its I think, value is I, I, I think it's it's easy to fake for a general audience. I think there are forensic tools available, um, probably not, not just to law enforcement, that are able to recognize the pattern of a pattern of an AI generating something. And that right. I imagine something that's naturally generated by this, this is not even a digital recording, this is an analog recording mm-hmm. from a you know, duck blind, basically. Um, that would have, I think, been, it would have been clear, I think, maybe. if it had And maybe had been they could have also with. put other data points together to. Yeah. Well, yeah, also, what would have happened now is immediately the guy would have you know, uploaded it to the cloud and you know shared the link or, or oh, whatever. That's true. Right, right. It would right. have just happened. Would have sent it into a million different places, not dependent on one physical location. Right. Yeah. Right. So um, uh, the other thing that was quite interesting is that the Hackman character was, was paranoid about um, connection and he built he had built himself a Faraday cage oh, right. <laughs> inside of an old warehouse um, so that only had like a one wire going in and one wire going out. And he was able to maintain a kind of... Um, and the point of a Faraday, anything, is to block all... Um, well, a Faraday cage, right? Right. Signals. Right. All, all um, EMF signals. Wireless from, signals, from, right. From coming in and out. Right. Yeah. I joked the other day that I wanted to start a, a, what you ended up naming a Faraday cafe. Right. <laughs> is like an actual public space where there's no, no Wi-Fi. People are asked not to use their phones or their computers, that you come there in order to talk, right. to think, to, to write on paper with play pen, board games to play board games listen to, to chat 
listen to listen um, to music that music. everyone else is listening to at the right. same time but not sucky music because that's right. often a problem in right. public spaces yeah, yeah. and you and 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 to, as the gimmick of course you could make the place an actual faraday cage by right by a hanging hanging down you know whatever copper mesh around yeah the whole you'd thing. kind of have to to deter people from using yeah. their their um, 5g connections yeah so but like it would actually the point would be to form a place where people right. wanted to come to actually be with other human beings yeah so i think that what's interesting about any any of the state it was it was prescient it was sold as a techno thriller and it was it was quite it's very well done i think as a film um and a lot of it did does turn out to be quite perceptive i mean that is in fact how surveillance happens you yeah know, i mean did the, the screenwriters or producers did no, no, they no, no, know no. this was happening no 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 i don't think so you just if you if you um extrapolate forward from the technology that is available mm-hmm. it's you come to that ine- inevitable conclusion which right. which means to say if it's possible it's going to happen um <sighs> and so i scary. think um the the question of who's watching the watchers is a perennial one yeah um yeah so anyway uh recommend highly highly recommended highly uh, recommended i think the, it's the a one good it's just it's a fun movie you know it's yeah very it's, well done. it's really well done it's funny you know the characters are funny and well that way funny isn't the premier little exactly no, and I, actually they, yeah. they, they do have good hilarious lines yeah. you know they're they're both yeah funny actors yeah the two the two main ones um i think the the, the one other thing about it though is that um it didn't foresee smartphones and the fact that now we all carry tracking devices with right. us everywhere and all times, like right. we've been talking about in our travel episodes right. uh, a, a few back about, <laughs> you know, like they, they could run and they still had to be really careful. And like the payphone itself gave them right. away. But um, now we are creating so many patterns for ourselves that even if we leave our cell phones behind, you know, that what we have done with our cell phones gives such consistent patterns right. of behavior right. that I think it would be really easy to extrapolate and make very educated guesses if you become an enemy of the state. And again, yeah, this and is the, not the, the threat model of right. this podcast. And the, the other issue that did not uh, that did not exist at that time is vehicle tracking. And I just heard something interesting uh, is right. that apparently since, I don't know, since 2018 or something, Almost every single car sold um, has a cell phone modem connection in it and a SIM card and is and is making constant um, connection to the web. I mean, it's broadcast and potentially broadcasting your location and all kinds of di- diagnostic data and who knows what else. Do people know this? Uh, no, probably most people don't. Oh, it's so scary. Yeah, so it, it would be it's extremely easy um, if that information is being broadcast for anybody with the proper authority and credentials to simply use that as a tracking device. So your car, in fact, even if you leave your phone behind, becomes a tracking device. Now it's probably possible to to um, uh, to dis- uh, d- disconnect those sorts of things. They may have insurance or warranty complications mm. if you do that. Right. Right. But. Um, that is something that was not uh, at the time, um, you couldn't was not ubiquitous. Well, that sounds like good business possibility, both for mechanics to take it out and right. for alternate insurance options to arise for people who don't want to be tracked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So uh, yeah, as I discovered this summer, you know, I was being tracked by my father <laughs> in the in the car that we borrowed from my brother because he had the app. Yeah. Yeah, paternalistic so, state <laughs> yeah exactly so uh yeah a, a recommended movie it's a recommended movie it's 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 prescient and um i think that um we've uh, forgotten uh a lot that people already 25 years ago 30 years ago were thinking about and worrying about um for civil society and i think it's only become more apparent too i think the other interesting thing too for those of you listening is that um um it's really important to leave as little behind as you can, um, leave as little data behind as you mm. can. I think that's something that um, we've not thought about 
uh, until recently, but the just the surge in the number and um, uh, severity of data breaches uh, and how much information there is about us. I mean, the less you can have out there, uh, the better. The better. All right. Well, maybe we'll try another movie review again sometime or yeah. book review or something. Oh, so. That was fun. Yeah. All yeah. right. Bye. Bye.